where our family didn't have family vacations. We didn't go to the beach in the summertime. You know, we, we, we wrestle. I get like a little bit of everything that I kind of wanted in my life. Like, you know, a little wrestling. Our wrestling is just kind of the fabric of the culture. You're probably the first person I've talked to about it outside of uh, my family and my, my personal wrestlers. That voice in my head kind of that said, you can't do this, that was kind of what made me want to do it. So that, that national tournament that year was was um, was the most enjoyable wrestling experience that I've ever had in my life. For 17 years, it was like, this is what I was training for, you know, and this is potentially my last tournament. It's like, this is it. It's like eight mile, like you only get one shot. I felt like he took what was mine, you know, and um, I was trying to take what was his. So just kind of how things go. That's right, Chris. That's just kind of how things go. I'm Earl Smith, and you're listening to Episode 6 of the Sudden History Wrestling Podcast. What I'm trying to take from you is the next 25 to 30 minutes of your time for another great interview. If you've listened to previous episodes, you'll notice the intro is new. It's a collection of some of my favorite quotes from the first three interviews, courtesy of Chris Flieger, Raleigh Peterkin, and Greg Jones. Don't you just love the intensity from that last Flieger quote? If I'm unable to do a show next week, it's probably because I listened to him say I'm trying to take what's his too many times and ran into a brick wall and concussed myself. I am getting ahead of things, though. Let's get into this week's show first. Our guest this time was a two-time All-American from Illinois and is currently the lead vocalist for the band Avondale. Let's welcome Conrad Poles to Sudden History. Hey, Earl. Thanks for having me. All right, so uh, just give us a little background on the band itself, your style of music, and how you guys got together. Yeah, well, uh, so uh, the band met at the University of Illinois uh, my senior year. It was actually formed by another University of Illinois wrestler, uh, Matt McCarter and myself. And we found our drummer um, through, actually Matt, who met him through a, a teaching program that he was doing in the school. Um, our style, I guess we call a little bit of... Um, Indie rock, blues, and soul—sort uh, of a combination of those things—and um, we started playing together. Uh, Matt and I originally were just playing guitar together, and then we met Alec, and uh, and things just really clicked. And we started writing songs, and then uh, we ended up really enjoying it, and uh, we're still playing together today. And so, how long have you had an interest in music, and had you previously been in bands? I, I actually no, I, I had never. Uh, had been in the band before. I never had really, I mean, I really always liked music, um, but, uh, you know, I think uh, my, I sort of taught myself how to play guitar and and sing a, a little bit, but I never really had any ambition towards it. Um, until my senior year when that, when we started playing together, um, it just sort of felt uh, natural and it just, uh, I loved it. So that sort of just happened and we got together and started playing. And who were or are some of your personal musical influences? Oh, um, I really like, uh, vocally as an artist, uh, I like the band Morrison a lot. I think he's one of my favorites. Um, I know that our drummer is a big, big Matthews fan. Um, but really it's sort of an eclectic uh, sort of combination of artists um, from, you know, hip-hop to rock to even some country artists that, you know, that we really enjoy. So uh, really a whole bunch. 
And so I was listening to some of your stuff around my wife. I'm I'm pretty sure we were listening to Bad Habits, and I start singing along, and you know she's like she's like wow wow that's pretty good. Who is that? And yeah, you know, I explain who you guys are. Um, do you guys have uh, one song that you think represents you know who you are and is like a must listen? Because you know to me that feels like that's the song, but I don't know. It may be something else for you. Yeah, that one's uh, that one's sort of a, uh, um, I guess a more a, a lighthearted um, sort of, uh, I guess song about friendship or a story about somebody that you know everybody might know. Um, I, I don't know if there's one song that really, um, I guess, would define us as a band. You know, I mean, right now we're actually putting together a bunch of songs. We're writing. We're about to get back into uh, Ardent Studios and do a probably a five to six song EP. So uh, a lot of that stuff right now is, is is coming together. And so I'm always intrigued by the whole songwriting process. You know, take us into your approach for actually you know putting the lyrics down on the paper. Um, actually, as of late, haven't done too much. Uh, you know, I, I don't really usually start with the lyrics or, or really even put them down on paper. A lot of it is, you know, the, the music or the guitar will come first. And then uh, I'll sort of just, uh, I guess you call it, you know, free writer or sort of freestyle over it. So I find some themes or some, some words that make sense. And I think a lot of times with songs, the, uh, you know, the songs sort of just write themselves and you just, are the uh, I guess the vessel that it comes through, and and really a lot of times don't overthink it and, and try to just let those come through as natural as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe the band name came from the street your college house was on. Um, yeah, that's that, that's uh, Avondale was the uh, the street that um, I, I lived on in, in Champaign um, at the University of Illinois, and uh, West wrote my first song or started writing our first songs was, uh, was at Avondale. So when the band came together, you know, we, we would play there and, uh, and we just thought, it, you know, when it came time that we had to have a band on, that that's what we call it. So, um, that's the, uh, the story behind that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So circling back to your wrestling career, uh, when and why did you begin wrestling? Um, I was wrestling pretty much, you know, uh, from when I was born, uh, my, my dad was uh, a wrestling coach. He, he actually wrestled at uh, Eastern Illinois University um, and was mm-hmm. a Division II NCAA runner-up. Um, he uh, was coaching uh, high school and still does actually at Carl Sanders, where I went to high school. But you know, growing up, my brother and I um, was sort of born into wrestling. You know, it's a very, I think, a family-oriented sport and. Uh, you know, I think I started wrestling at age five, and uh, you know, it's something that's been really important to me in my development as a person. Okay, and once it was, uh, you know, college recruitment time for you later on in high school, um, your brother Clinton was already at Illinois. Um, I mean, why was Illinois right for you, and who else were you considering? Because you're, you know, pretty highly rated recruit, three state titles, and making the finals in Fargo. Um, yeah, um, you know, my, uh, my brother Clinton was at, at Illinois already, and so I, I had visited him um, before, and uh, I loved the school. And also, I mean, my family is a uh, University of Illinois family. My grandfather, John Polk, he wrestled at the University of Illinois, 
and uh, I had a lot of cousins go there. And my mom went to the University of Illinois, um, and then when my brother was there, I mean, it was really sort of a no-brainer. Um, that was really just, uh, in my opinion, that was my only choice. I just, I love the school. Um, I love the coaching staff that was there, and that was just, uh, that was the right decision for me. And so in your first two seasons competing for Illinois, you had a record slightly above 500 each year and missed out competing at the NCAA tournament both seasons. Am I remembering correctly that you're dealing with a lot injury-wise in both of those seasons? And, you know, if so, what were they? Yeah, you know, um, coming in my, my, my registered freshman year, um, I mean, I was doing really well, um, you know, and I just had the highest ambitions to to be an NCAA champion, but uh, my my body, uh, I had a lot of problems with really my ankles and, and my knees just as far as my health, and that was sort of plagued me my, my first three years at Illinois. Um, it, it really continued throughout my, my whole career, but I think the big difference was um, learning to adjust mentally and sort of train, uh, I'm sorry, I changed my training style to, um, you know, to actually to get that success. Uh, my first two years, I, I had uh, a lot of injury, and I think that mentally led to a lot of doubt um, about you know, being able to go that entire seven minutes and, and was unsure of, of my training and if I was uh, you know, going to be able to do to go out and win. I think that just affected me um, mentally more than anything. And then my last two years, I think, uh, my junior year and my senior year, I think I matured a lot. And, you really start to understand that, you know, it doesn't really matter you know, how your body feels or how you feel, but, you know, it's, it's about how you go out and compete and your attitude really when you're out on the map. Mentally, how frustrating is it for you as a guy who's a very accomplished high school wrestler not being able to compete at what you would think would be your full potential? Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was super frustrating. Um, you know, like I said, was was – I felt wrestling really well in the practice room at the beginning of, of my true freshman year. Um, and then had a lot of injuries that set me back um, where I was out for an extended period of time. Um, and then I'm really being able, I don't think I competed. I might have competed in one match for a, maybe two matches my, you know, my true freshman year. And then, uh, you know, going into my redshirt freshman and my redshirt sophomore year, those, I think those injuries and those doubts sort of plagued me. Um, and then, uh, it was super frustrating, you know, at, at, at times I even, uh, you know, contemplated, you know, stopping wrestling because I was so frustrated because I wanted to do so much better than what I was doing. Um, and it was just, it, it was really sort of demoralizing. Um, but by the time of my, my junior year, you know, rolled around and uh, I started to, I think, mature and, uh, and, and like I said, sort of, uh, changed my training and, and really just uh, mentally getting back into the sport. And, and this is the passion that I had for it and why I loved it and why I did it in the first place. And I think that, that made all the difference for me at the end of my career. Um, prior to your junior season, I believe uh, Mark Perry was added to the Illini staff. Um, from when I have talked to him and listened to him speak, you know, I've felt motivated, me as a out-of-shape fan or whatever. You know, what kind of impact did – he have on your career for, you know, me looking from afar, assume that he comes on board, he wrestled the same weight as you and you have, you know, some of your best seasons collegiately, but you know, maybe that's just a coincidence. 
No, I think that I mean he he definitely he had a very big impact on me, and uh, we had some other coaches come in that year as well. You know, I mean, after my freshman season, um, our our head coach Mark Johnson, who was there before um, Jim Happening, who is the head coach now, um, he actually he ended up leaving my freshman year, um, and then it was it was uh, Jim Happening. There were some some coaching changes, uh, I think, in those those two years. Um, but then, like you said, Mark Mark came in and he brought in uh, uh, Corey Cooperman that year as well too, who had oh, yeah. had a, a very significant impact on my career as far as mentally how I approached the sport. Um, you know, the, I think they, um, I think I always had a, a thing where I took wrestling, you know, so serious, um, so you know, so serious about it, and they sort of brought back that that fun and that, that that passion that I always had for wrestling. Um, and Mark, like you said, I, I think that uh, I remember at the uh, our University of Illinois banquet at the end of the NCAA tournament my senior year um, where they have all the seniors uh, speak. And I remember saying that he is, I think, by far the most passionate person I've ever met um, as far as wrestling, um, his devotion to sport, and the way he talks about it, you know. Um, I think that those, you know, those coaches had a, a very big impact and were um, very responsible for my success coming in my, my junior year. And so that junior year, did you have a moment in the season, uh, sometime a match or even in practice, uh, a big win that gave you confidence that, you know, you could and you should be an All-American this year because you beat this particular guy or even, you know, you lost to a good guy? Um, I don't I don't know. My, my actually my junior season, I I came in with that attitude where, you know, no excuses. I, I, I'm going to be an All-American. I'm going to get into that. You know, I I hadn't been to the NCAA tournament even, which for me, which was very, um, I just couldn't believe. Um, but um, coming in, I was super positive and, and believed in my training that I was doing up to that. You know, that point coming into the junior season. But I think it was. Uh, my early in my junior season, I lost to. Well, actually, I had an injury default to uh, Brandon Hatchett of Lehigh, who mm-hmm. uh, who took second that year um, behind David Taylor. But you know, it was like in the first thirty seconds of the match, I, I took a shot. I, I went for sort of a, a, a misdirection double type of shot, and I, I came down and I tore my MCL um, really bad. So I had an injury default that match. So. Um, you know, I was just like, oh, here we go again. You know, my, my body is is, uh, is getting out on me. And mentally, I was I was in a sort of a dark place with that. But um, you know, I think with the help of my coaches and um, and then finally getting back after I took you know a couple months off, I compete. I couldn't because of uh, uh, of my my knee injury. Um, you know, I, I got that confidence back that you know I I should be um, where I'm at and. You know, I ended up coming back. I, I, I took eighth. Um, I wanted to do uh, better than that that year, but, um, you know, just getting on that podium for the first time was, was a huge step and, and my success in my senior year, I think, leading up to that. And, you know, getting onto the podium, you had to wrestle back through the consolations and win in overtime in the round of 12. You know, talk about that, you know, dramatic feeling getting onto the podium. I, I believe you beat All-American uh, Gillespie of Hofstra to get onto the podium. Yeah, yeah, I did. That was the, uh, the round of 12. I, I lost my I lost my 
my first match in the NCAA to, uh, um, it was a guy from Oklahoma. Um, it was uh, Bubby Graham. Yeah, Bobby Graham, and who who I had beaten a, a few weeks earlier, and I lost I lost a, a, a close match, um, and and, and uh, was really just sort of, you know, when I lost, it was like, um, no, you know, it, it uh, really brought me down. But I think that uh, once again with my coaches and that that attitude that you know I came here for a reason, and, and now that I haven't, uh, you know, won that first match and didn't get to where I wanted to be, that. You know, I had to come back and and and, and went out to, to do what I set out to do. So, um, you know, that was uh, a rough start to that tournament, but I came back and I, I definitely fought through and, and showed some toughness in, uh, in coming back and, and getting to that uh, All-American status. And so as a senior, you continue to improve. You finished in fifth place, coming in as a seven seed, Big Ten runner-up. Now, this time you lost to Taylor and then Tyler Caldwell, who I thought was one of the better wrestlers recently not to win a title. You know, how did you fin- feel about finishing your career on that note in fifth place? Um, you know, um, I, I, I didn't get the, the ultimate goal was always for me to be an NCAA champion, and I wanted to do that since I was in high school. Um, you know, and not just an NCAA champion. You know, I mean, I think everybody who's very ambitious as, as I was and still am to um, you know, want to be the top, the top dog, and uh, and I wanted to do it multiple times even. But uh, you know, things don't always go the way you think they're going to go, and it definitely didn't in my career. Um, but at the end of the day, I think I still walk away um, proud that you know things didn't go my way, and uh, and I would still like to, if I could go back and do it again, I'd like to go back and compete for this competing. But uh, um, then I came back and I showed that toughness and that. You know, I think that was a very important part of who I am and who I am today. Uh, going back and coming uh, back through the struggles and, and still getting uh, and finding success um, in it. So I believe you went to school to be a teacher. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. I went to. Um, uh, you know, wh- what made you to uh, decide to? follow your musical career instead of uh, taking the traditional path? Um, I think that it was just, uh, you know, just like wrestling, I think, is a, is a sport where you have to have a lot of passion to do it. There's not, you know, tons of glory. There's no, you know, professional, um, you know, outlet besides, the, you know, the Olympic Games and stuff, but it's a, a hard nice thing, but it was, a, it was a passion, and I had, I had that passion for music, and uh, I'm still doing it today, just you know, on that passion and that belief uh, in myself that um, I'm going to do what I want to do, and uh, you know, I really enjoy it. And when it when it came time to make that decision, uh, um, if I was, I'm actually I live in Memphis now, but if I was going to move here or not, I think it was just based solely on you know my passion and, and to do what I want to do, and, and I guess uh, continue to uh, work at something and get better at something and and try to succeed in something that I really care about. Okay, so what is a bigger rush, playing a packed house or getting to re- ready to wrestle in a big match, like, you know, you've been in the Big Ten Finals, NCAA quarters, a state final, or is it even a similar feeling? Um, you know, I think when I first started, when I played my my first show, I had that very similar 
you know, that all wrestlers get are those, those pre-match jitters, the butterflies. Um, I guess I had those, but now it's, uh, you know, I've done it for a little bit now, going on three or four years. I, I don't really, don't really get those nerves anymore. And I don't know if anything will ever um, pop that feeling of, of competing um, in wrestling world, such a, um, a sport where you have to uh, go out there yourself and face your opponent one-on-one. Um, I still miss that, but I do get that in a sense, I think, from playing, so I still get that rush. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if, if it necessarily compares to wrestling. Okay, so what is the biggest or the best venue that you've played at? Um, I've played quite a few, but I, I have to say that my favorite show was um, not this New Year's, but last New Year's. We, we, we had a show at uh, uh, the Double Door um, in Chicago. Um, we mm-hmm. had a, a, you know, a, really a packed house. A lot of people came out, um, and you know, it was, that was just a blast. Uh, we had a bunch of people there. Um, it was sort of that that rush. There was um, a big crowd, and it was uh, it really just a, a very fun show. Being back home in Chicago, seeing a lot of familiar faces and people that I knew, um, I'd have to say that that one probably topped it for for me. Okay, I'm hoping we're going to call somebody out here. Um, are you able to name a teammate at Illinois that thought he may have been a good singer but really wasn't? <laughs> um, I, one of my good buddies still, um, is, I don't know if he necessarily thinks he's a good singer. I know it uh, seems a little bit. Is, uh, Joe Barzak is one of my good buddies. Uh, he, he sings a little bit. He's not bad, um, but... I don't, not really too many people um, that I knew really were uh, too into singing on music. Really. Okay. Um, so is there a wrestler that you know or know of that you think would make a good rock star and why? <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess Isaiah Martinez is sort of a, a rock star in his own right, you know. Okay. A, a, a steady rock star. But, I, you know, I I don't, I don't know specifically. I don't know if I could, uh, could, could name someone. Okay, my, my guy, I was going to say Jake Herbert. I feel <laughs> like he kind of has the aura. He, he does. He's a great guy. He's been, he's been to uh, a few Avondale shows. He, uh, we, we've played in Ann Arbor a few times, and he, he's come and seen his play. He, he owns an Avondale shirt, too. Cool. Um, so you had mentioned earlier you're working on an EP. Um what, do you have a summer tour series coming up? Um, right now, um, we, we, the past two summers we did uh, some regional tours. Um, really, I mean, we're based out of Memphis now, and we, we sort of worked our way around the Midwest into uh, Chicago and the Quad Cities, um, Occitan Arbor, Iowa City, and uh, um, in the parts of Kentucky. This summer, I think we're looking to do some dates, uh, kind of do some, uh, some, some smaller festivals and stuff around uh, the Midwest as well. I'm not, we, we, right now we're in the process of sort of putting together our summer schedule. So I don't know exactly what that's going to look like. Right now our, our main focus is uh, um, putting together this EP, this new recording. It's about, like I said, probably five to six songs um, at Art and Studios here in Memphis. Um, and, uh, and then we, we do have some shows lined up for the spring that we're going to put together. Okay. Is there anything else that you'd like people to know 
about Conrad Poles or the band Avondale? Um, not much. I mean, you can check that on Facebook, you know, it's the, the band Avondale. Um, we have a website that um, I believe needs to be updated, but it's uh, thebandavondale.com. Um, you know, I think our music is free on SoundCloud right now. You can go ahead and check that out. But um, like I said, just getting ready to put out some new music here pretty, pretty soon here. And uh, not much, not much else. Very cool. I hope to check it out. Um, Conrad, thank you for joining Sudden History. Good luck with the band and take care. Thanks, so. I hope you enjoyed Conrad Poles. And again, check out the band Avondale and support one of our fellow wrestlers as he uses the lessons he learned from wrestling to take over his current industry. Just a reminder to subscribe to Sudden History on iTunes and leave it a good review, won't you? Sudden History is also found on the Matt Talk Podcast Network. While you're there, check out all of the other great shows Jason Bryant has released. For show feedback, I can be reached on Twitter at D1CW and for the show at Sudden History. Since we're getting into NCAA tournament time, I'll probably flip the show format again next week. I haven't decided for sure, but I think it'll be another geek-out, crazy, knowledge-dropping show similar to the first two episodes. I have a good topic I'd like to discuss and discuss it in great detail. Until then, I'm going to let Greg Jones take us out. Greg? How the hell do I get off this stage?